This is a Podcast 225 production. Welcome to the We Be Our Podcast, Women Empowering Baton Rouge. This podcast is an initiative of Mayor Sharon Westenbroom's Women's Advancement Commission. Welcome. This is Mayor Sharon Westenbroom, and you are listening to the We Be Our Podcast an initiative of my Women's Advancement Commission. Our show will air the first and third Wednesday of each month, and we invite you to listen and subscribe to our podcast by visiting www.podcast225.com or by listening through the Apple Podcast app. Today, I'm joined by my co-host, Dima Gawi, who is a leadership uh, expert, a facilitator, a speaker, and the author of Breaking Vases. She's also a member of the Women's Advancement Commission. Uh, And so, Dima, I'm so glad to have you today. I'm glad to be here. Thank you, Mayor Broom. Today, our guest is Summer Stipe. Summer is a native of Baton Rouge and since 2012 has served as the director of the LSU Women's Center. The LSU Women's Center promotes the advancement of women's and gender equity through services, advocacy efforts, and educational programs. It provides support, referral, and information to students, faculty, and staff on issues related to women, and it connects LSU and the greater community members with local, state, national, and international resources. In addition, Summer is the immediate past president of the Louisiana Foundation Against Sexual Assault and the YWCA of Greater Baton Rouge. She is the chair of the LSU Bias Incident Response Team. Summer is passionate about social justice issues and has spent her career advancing the equity for all. Welcome to our show today, Summer. Thanks, Dima and Mayor Broom. It's uh, interesting to be sitting in this seat today. I've sat in uh, the co-host seat, so excited to be the guest today. Well, I think there's a lot, even though you've been working with us on the Women's Advancement Commission, I believe there's a lot we're going to learn about you this day. So first, tell us about your journey and how you came to do this work that you're doing in Baton Rouge. Yeah, so... Since I was a little girl, I've been passionate about women's issues. I have a brother who's 18 months older than me. And so growing up, any opportunity that he had, I was like, no, 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 I'm doing that too. Um, So from a young age, I was like, no, being a girl is not gonna stop me from doing anything. And luckily I had parents who really supported me in that. Um, And then got to high school and kind of experienced the same thing. There's a different set of rules for boys than there are for girls, and that just really didn't sit well with me. Um, So in high school, I developed sort of a reputation for a uh, little bit of a a rebel and got called um, those names that women sometimes get called whenever we question things. I see y'all chuckling, so you have some experience with that as well. Um, And just really it... It really just kind of fed my passion and never really thought at the time that it was something I could make a career of, um, who makes a career of doing women's work, so to speak, or advancing women. But I had the opportunity, I lived in Alabama for several years, something not everybody knows about me, and uh, got a master's degree in women and gender studies. And Mm -hmm. if I had a dollar for every time somebody said, what are you going to do with a (laughs) master's degree in women's studies? Um, I wouldn't be the director of the LSU Women's Center because I would be retired. But I got that degree and really learned about 
not only the real life experiences of women, but some of the institutional, structural, philosophical things that keep women often in positions where we can't access full equality. And so moved back to Baton Rouge in 2005, right before Hurricane Katrina hit, worked for the Department of Education for a little while, and that was not my passion. Um, sitting at a desk every day, pushing papers, being a bureaucrat um, was not for me. I appreciate folks who who make those oil, the oil that machine mm-hmm. and, and make things happen, but that wasn't for me. So an opportunity came available at the Battered Women's Program, and so I moved there and worked there for about five years doing education and training. So really got to go out in the community, I got to meet folks, I got to build relationships, and that just continued to fuel my passion. It really let me see what the needs in Baton Rouge were and how they are interconnected. And so looking at violence against women and how that relates to the economic status of women and how that relates to the lack of leadership opportunities for women within our community um, and how it impacts women across the entire spectrum. So um, whether you are considered successful and upper class, these issues are still impacting mm-hmm. you and, and how you live your life and how you interact with other right. people and how they interact with you. And so in 2012, the position came open at the LSU Women's Center and I was selected for that and been there for six and a half years. Mm-hmm. Um, expanding on the work that I was already doing, uh, doing it on campus, but then also having the opportunity to do it within the community. So when I hear you tell your story, Summer, I think about uh, one of my beliefs in that there is a common thread or theme in our lives that we can trace back probably to the time that we were kids. And as I hear you talk about your passion, it's, it's very obvious that that, that thread uh, started in your life at an early age and that you are, um, I would say, most fortunate and blessed that you are able to pursue your career uh, that you started out for Absolutely. when you went to uh, graduate school to pursue uh gender studies and uh, so now you're working in a great match as the director of the LSU Women's Center. What stands out in your mind in terms of one of the greatest lessons you've learned and we can narrow it down to even your experience over the past almost seven years at the LSU Women's Um, Center? I think what really stands out to me is relationships. Um, I think relationships are paramount and building relationships. Um, You know, I look at the women who are sitting in this room um, with me today and the women that I get to interact with and the men as well. And I think that whenever you engage with people who share a passion with you, that you can make incredible things happen. Uh, One of the things that I love that Dima does is she's building a network within the community of women and for women. And so I think any opportunity to expand your circle is so critically important. Um, and so I think for me, it's it's all about relationships. It's all about building connections because you never know when you individually may need something or you never know whenever you might get that call for someone mm-hmm. and you can be that conduit to connect them to a person or a resource within the community. Yeah, I, I'm a firm believer that um, life is built on relationships, uh, and that's so true. So what are you most proud of when you think back on, you're still very, very young. So uh, well, over you. your- I don't know how young I am, but <laughs> I, I will Over your it. young thank life, you. what are you most proud of? <laughs> um, 
As I was reading over the questions, which I, I helped write, so it seems like it would be really, really easy for me to answer all of these. But as I was contemplating this, I was like, that's a really difficult question, right? Um, in addition to my professional life, I'm also a mom. And so, you know, there's certainly, I think, that pressure to be like, I'm really proud of my kids. And I am very proud of my kids. Um, but thinking about me and what I'm most proud of, um, I think it's really embracing the possibility of failure. Mm. Um, and so there are lots of things that I've had the tremendous opportunity in my life to do, to build things from scratch, um, to be given that blank canvas and kind of told a, a general idea of what it's gonna look like, but really get to paint that picture and to create something. And just being able to to make that come to to fruition. Um, projects that I was involved with during my time with, with Junior League that um, have been able to translate into um, the work that now the Emerge Center is doing around autism, um, around the Children's Hospital and the Resource Center that Junior League is going to, to have there. Um, and then various initiatives that I've been able to do through the Women's Center. Um, so I think that there's not necessarily like one, one, yes. one you know, pinpoint thing that I yeah. can say. But uh, again, I think for me, it's being being able to embrace the possibility that I'm going to do something and I may not be successful at it, but I'm going to try and we're going to see what works. So Summer, in addition to uh, what you're proud about, which is taking initiative and embracing failure, I have to give you one more thing to be proud about. Every single young woman at LSU that I interact with, whether they're students or just young girls that I'm speaking to, they tell me about the impact you're, you're making in their lives. And I, I feel like you're one of the hidden treasures that we have in our community where we don't hear much about like, you know, the, the, like you in the media every day, but you're making such a powerful impact. And I want you to know that. So another thing to be proud about. Thanks, Dima. Yeah. Um, so I certainly concur with Dima's uh, remarks. And um, I believe that uh, uh, the seeds certainly you're sowing in a lot of uh, lives will um, uh, birth future leaders and um, w women, especially who are sensitive to the uh, need to be an advocate uh, on women's issues. And so you're over the LSU Women's Center. You're part of the Women's Advancement Commission. You've served on a number of nonprofits and boards. You worked at the uh, Battered Women's Center. So with all of your knowledge about women and the issues that women deal with, what would be a piece of advice that you would give to women today? Yeah, um, I think for me, I'm really big on self-care. Um, mm. if, if you're friends with me or follow me on social media or even hang out with me, you know that that's, that's one of my big things. And I think sometimes as women that we forget to treat ourselves as kindly as we treat other people. Um, and so really cutting yourself some, some slack, um, giving gratitude to yourself and to others, mm. I think is also really important. Um, knowing that it's real easy. We live with ourselves every day, right? Like we are, we can never escape our own selves. And because of that, I think sometimes we become very down on ourselves and we can focus on those, those negative things. But again, looking within ourselves and embracing what we do love and being 
you know, I think most of us treat other people with, with kindness and with respect and with dignity. And so just remembering to, to treat ourselves with that same level, if not a greater level of kindness, respect, and dignity. I love that. That's an area that, uh, I consistently work on more from a uh, R&R point of view, uh, because from a mental and physical point of view, um, because to lead, if you you have to uh, integrate self-care into the fabric of your life, if you're going to be a leader, you have to do that. And uh, so many times I feel like I'm not carving out enough time For self-care. So thank you so yeah. much for that it's reminder this morning. It's hard to prioritize ourselves mm-hmm. sometimes whenever we feel pulled yeah. in all of these other exactly. directions. And if other people need us, we'll sacrifice ourselves for so their true. needs. Because we, we believe that if we take care of ourselves, that is selfish. A lot right. of women believe that. Giving themselves time to go to the gym or to take care of themselves or get a massage, they, they're always worried that th- that means that they're being selfish. And uh, it is... You're, you are an example, and all of us, we need to continue to take care of ourselves. Dima, I'm going to ask you to pose my favorite question this morning. Oh, well, before I pose your favorite question, I have to ask Summer. I know she has a big event coming up that I absolutely love, and I always look forward to it every oh, single yeah. year. So, Summer, tell us about what's coming. Absolutely. Thanks, y'all. Um, so, March is Women's History Month, yes. and at the Women's Center, we do a robust calendar mm-hmm. of programming, and that culminates in our annual Esprit de Femme Sunrise Celebration. Mm-hmm. Dima and the Mayor are both past honorees uh, of that, as are some other members of our Women's Mm -hmm. Advancement Commission. But it's an opportunity for us to honor, recognize, and celebrate eight women who were trailblazers Mm -hmm. in Louisiana. Our event this year is going to be on March 28th at the Renaissance Hotel. If anyone's interested in tickets, tables, sponsorships, honoree recognitions, um, they can find us on social media, LSU Women's Center, or on our webpage. But we've got truly a, a phenomenal slate of honorees. We have one of our youngest honorees this year, Alyssa Carson. She is a 17-year-old future astronaut. Um, She is just truly, truly inspirational and dynamic. Her goal is to be the first person on Mars, and if anyone's going to do it, um, I think it's going to be her. I know Alyssa. I've been knowing her since she was like, I want to say 13, or she came down to the Capitol. I was amazed by her story, and I've watched her evolve. Absolutely. Mm -hmm. So she's one of our honorees this year. We've got... um, Leah Cullens, who's a local doctor, who's doing a lot of work around the HIV AIDS crisis that we have within the Baton Rouge community. Dean Cynthia Peterson at LSU, Secretary uh, Marquita Walter. So just a great, great event. And so hopefully the both of you will be there and lots of our friends that are listening to the podcast today. And I've been attending this event for years now, well, well, since I moved to Baton Rouge five years ago. (laughs) Uh, And I'm (laughs) amazed how much it is growing. So the, the event last year, how many people did you have? Like, um, I think we had about 350. Yeah, last year. it was it was amazing. Like a room filled with uh, women and men that support yeah. women, and it it was just so it's very positive, inspi- very inspirational. Yes. Thank you. So if there's one event people need to attend uh, every year, I recommend to attend the Spree de Femme. Listen to Dima; she knows yes. what she's uh, saying. I know what I'm talking about. So now let's go to uh, our favorite question. And so, Summer, if you have a guest visiting Baton Rouge for 24 hours, where would you take them? 
So whenever I thought about this question, I thought about it in two ways. So do I have a first time guest? Um, if so, we've got to do the regulars, right? So we we have to go to LSU. There's a live tiger on campus. Come on. Like, it's the zoo for free. Um, I think the bluffs at Southern are just simply breathtaking. I remember the first time I was on Southern's campus whenever I was with Battered Women's Program, and I was driving by and completely didn't expect it and literally stopped my car, put it in reverse, and got out and just looked at that, like, majestic landscape. It's just... It's this hidden gem that I think a lot of folks don't don't know about. Um, and then I think whatever food, that's the beauty of Baton Rouge, right? Yes. Is it any yes, cuisine yes. you want, we've got it on point. Um, so whatever that person would, would want to eat. And then um, definitely ending with cocktails at Hayride Scandal. It is my, my favorite cocktail spot. They make great cocktails, but the better <laughs> thing is that they make great mocktails. Um, so if... Uh, there's something for for everyone there. I'm getting some chuckles right now, and I don't I've really never, know why, but but that's okay. We'll, so we'll find out. After I've never been there, so when you well, have your will, guests, we will I have to, have join. to maybe do a, an impromptu Women's Advancement Commission happy hour yeah, one night to and celebrate all the our listeners. Of our, our podcast. Yeah, absolutely. I think that's what it was that we had never heard of that. Yeah, well, then you need to. You definitely need to, to go. It's a great. It's another great hidden oh, yeah. hidden gem okay. um, within the community, and then. If there's a returning visitor, I think, you know, showing them what's new. So we recently, we've got the Knock Knock Children's Museum that's recently open. We've got exciting things like Top Golf that have recently come yes. to to the area. And there's so much revitalization that's going on. My brother lives in New York, the one that I, I talked about earlier. Uh-huh. And he and his family come in once a year, and it's always a pleasure to get to, to say, you know, what's new. Um, and they live in New York, so again, they're like, well, we have access to everything. And I'm like, yeah, but it doesn't feel the same as it feels yes. here. Yeah. Um, so that yeah. would be my that would be awesome. my 24 hours. Awesome, awesome list of things to do. Uh, and so, Summer, we want to thank you, first of all, for the work that you do in the community. Uh, glad that you're on the Women's Advancement Commission helping us um, with a uh, progressive agenda to uh, respond to the needs of women. And to our listeners, thank you for tuning in to We Be Our podcast, an initiative of my Women's Advancement Commission. Our show will air the first and third Wednesday of each month. And we invite you to listen and subscribe to our podcast by visiting www.podcast225.com or listen through the Apple app. Stop at the Apple app and listen to the podcast there. Thanks for listening to the We Be Our podcast, Women Empowering Baton Rouge. This podcast is an initiative of Mayor Sharon Weston Broom's Women's Advancement Commission.